I am Video Game Diva, and this is my save file. Three, two, one. What is up, gamers? And welcome to the Save File Podcast, where like every video game character, every gamer has an origin story to tell. I'm your host, Gold Lion, everybody. Yo, I'm excited for today's guest. I've been looking forward to this for ever since we booked, man. She's such a great soul, amazing human being, and is such a uh, catalyst for basically be the biggest badass you can be, regardless of everything that's going on in your life. But before we get into that, before I introduce our guest, I do have an ad, hashtag ad, your boy out here. Got a sponsor through Hybrid ATX. Hybrid ATX. These guys are actually amazing. They're actually really slept on, and I'm actually ashamed of it. So I'm, I'm going to need y'all's help to help get them out there more. So here we go. And this, So with all the craziness that's going on in the world, our children have an immediate need for structured learning and remote interaction with peers, and honestly, some much-needed normalcy during these weird, weird times. That's why Hybrid ATX created the virtual minicamp for gamers. Your child will get a structured, monitored environment with education on topics like gaming industry, health and wellness, and of course, gaming. Your child can choose between competitive or non-competitive, competitive for those students who wish to get, be coached by an actual esports coach, or non-competitive for those students who would just rather pick up their favorite game and learn on a low-stress environment. For more information, head to their website at hybridatx.com. That's hybrid atx.com mods if you can please uh exclamation point hybrid don't forget to check out the programs there as well they have all kinds of awesome stuff y'all uh but if you do decide to enroll please use promo code save file at checkout to save you 15 percent. that will help support our stream hybrid atx the next generation of gamers now ladies and gentlemen gamers i humbly and respectfully welcome our guest video game diva what's up video game diva hi how you doing good how are you um listen honestly life's good right now even though it's going crazy i'm pretty happy especially with you know talking to you of course Aww. i think that's the the important part is staying connected with people right now with all that's going on in the world so when we can do things like this i think it helps a lot of course of course of course of course it's so how, how are you taking it though um, well, so I'm a single mom with two kids and, uh, you might hear them in the background here and there. <laughs> um, definitely a struggle with the school part with them being that normally I stream in the evening while they're asleep so that that way, um, when they're at school, I would, I would sleep during the day and then stream at night while they're asleep. And then when I'd pick them up from school, I get all their schoolwork with them done and do the cooking and the cleaning and all the other stuff. So my schedule's completely changed. I'm even more busy. And also my stream is, you know, in, been, it's been doing better, which is good, but it's also increased my workload as well. Um, so I'm learning, uh, I've, I've known, but I've still been working really hard on balance mm. on trying to have a better schedule. Um, my sleep schedule isn't the greatest and it doesn't help that uh, I have, you know, uh, streams where I stream for like 15 hours sometimes because Animal Crossing. I think a lot of our friends in the chat there can agree. <laughs> we have some really fun Animal Crossing. And just in general, like whether I'm co-streaming with Jay Porter or we just have a really hype stream where everybody's really enjoying each other, which again, to add on to that, streaming has super, super helped through all of this. And uh, one constant conversation between myself and all of my friends has been how much streaming has helped all of us. And that we are very lucky that we're somewhat conditioned for something like this. A lot of us are homebodies. 
and uh, we're used to being on the internet like this, but I myself am also an extrovert. And part of the reason I started streaming was to connect with people. Uh, so I'm glad to have this, but I definitely miss being around people. I'm a very affectionate, loving person. I miss like, you know, there's, I, I got into E3 and I got canceled. Uh, conventions are a way that I, I really look forward to and connecting with people and meeting new brands. And, you know, PAX South was the first time I got to meet people from Mixer. Um, so getting to go to South and East, I'm very glad I got those experiences. I think a lot of us were very lucky that we got to go to those couple of conventions before all of this went down. So that's awesome. But I mean, with all everything going on, like what have you learned the most through your career? Um, taking things one day at a time not being as, I mean, one of the things I've, that's always been my biggest struggle is not being too hard on myself. Mm. Uh, my channel has grown a lot because I believe more people have eyes um, on social media and streaming and stuff. A lot more people, it's, people have been aware of it, but I think people are actually tuning in now. Um, Mixer is really amazing with uh, helping their partners out and promoting, you know, not just partners, but promoting its platform. So I'm excited to see a lot of new people joining in and being interested. I have like at least three personal friends that have asked for my help with streaming. So it's kind of cool to, you know, be the the resident expert on streaming and stuff, which I've always kind of been the tech friend. I've kind of always, I've been in radio and TV. So, um, but as far as what I've learned the most from it, again, just giving myself grace and knowing that I do work really hard. And even though I'm super hard on myself that, you know, being a mom is number one, but I also do need to have those boundaries and understand that I have to get work done too. So, you know, there's a lot of single parents in the past that work three, four jobs at a time just to be able to support their kids and they don't get to see them very often. Yeah. So I'm trying to take the time that I do have to spend with my kids, but also make sure that I am focusing on myself too, which I'm not the best at. <laughs> I always put others before me and I take care of others before myself, but that's been especially since I met my my bestie anxiety. She's helped me a lot with uh, self love and focusing on myself and taking proper breaks. She's she's kind of like my older sister, even though I'm think I'm older. <laughs> <laughs> the older younger sister. Yep. That's a little shout <laughs> out to anxiety. I don't know if she noticed I'm wearing uh, I'm wearing our friendship necklace today. So. Hey, hey! Shout out to anxiety. Yeah, you do it. She's I amazing. see that she's doing big things out here too. That's awesome. It's good to see that mm -hmm. people in the gaming industry that are out here and it's nice to see that people are slowly starting to come out at into the gaming industry with right. mental mental awareness not just gaming exactly. and i think that's the biggest misconception and mm -hmm. that's where it's really fun to break the mold and you know people are like oh wait you're a gamer you just people just watch you game i'm like no i do ventriloquism and i do makeup and special effects and i try new games all the time we play games with the community I, I even say I have a talk show in a way because there are times where we have moments like this. So I'll just go on web show. And I love one thing I love about Mixer is anybody can co-stream. You don't have to be a partner. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that's a really handy tool that you can stream with up to co-stream with up to four people at a time anytime you want. And there's so many opportunities that, that we can use this platform for. And that's one thing I'm constantly trying to like push other creators and influencers with is that, you know, there's so much crappy media out there and there's so much crappy news out there that we have this opportunity to like, you know, M says, be the light. And, you know, it doesn't all have to be positive, mushy, gushy. It can be real deep down stuff, which is why I like, you know, stuff like this. So. And what does that mean? Be the light. I mean, if M wants to explain it, basically <laughs> just, you know, put, 
don't be afraid to put yourself out there and, and be positive and share yourself with others and share love with others and be positive. Of course. That's amazing. All right. So, <laughs> Diva, tell us about your first experience with gaming. I mean, really, the oldest memory I have of gaming is sitting down in my bedroom in like probably the 80s. I'm, I'm, I'm 34. So mm. <laughs> um, I played the originals uh, Nintendo. NES. Um, I have a little bit of memory of the Atari, but mostly from pictures. Um, but I remember playing Mario and Zelda the most. A little bit of Castlevania because my mom loved Castlevania. Uh, and my parents used to be a lot more into gaming when I was younger. The Nintendo was probably some of my best original memories of gaming. Um, then my dad decided to sell our Nintendo for a PlayStation 1, and I was really mad about that. <laughs> he sold all of our games. My brother worked at some department store, and they got some. He was able to trade it in. Um, but I also loved my Sega. I loved Sonic the Hedgehog. I liked the different games they had. Um, pretty much after original Nintendo, I did not get to play very many more Nintendo systems until I was a little bit older. Because um, my dad <clears throat> got a Sega and then PlayStation 1 and 2. And then once I was in high school, I really didn't get to game that much. About the only games that I did in high school was like Dance Dance Revolution for fun here and there. Um, but I was going back and forth between two households. And mm. um, I had a PC at my dad's, so I'd play like The Sims sometimes at my dad's and mom's. Um, but I was in so many activities in school and then going back and forth between houses that that was kind of what I did. So, what do you mean? I you're think... I'm sorry, I keep going. But, um, uh, so, what got me back into gaming was I moved to LA in 2005. And uh, my roommate at the time had pretty much every system there was to have, including a Dreamcast that had all of the old games emulated on it and so i got to retry like chip and dale rescue rangers and you know mario brothers again i got to play on the gamecube which i'd never really played on the gamecube i got to try animal crossing for the first time uh and different games like that so that's pretty insane wow the idea is if you feel like the world is dark go out there and serve as an example be the light that's a, that's actually really deep. I like that anxiety. That's dope. By the way, I see you out there, anxiety. You're out here making moves. I did a little bit of research on you. Keep doing what you're doing. And then Diva speaks highly of you. It's awesome what you're doing out there. And, and Jay Porter is my other one of my other besties that's in here. And Huvian as well. Huvian's one of my like OG mods. One of the cool things when I came over to Mixer, all of my mods came over to Mixer from Twitch with me. And uh, Jay Porter, he's actually making his mixer debut this weekend uh, like full-time mixer debut he's leaving twitch oh. for mixer this weekend so hey shout out to jay porter yeah out here making lots moves awesome man people. of course and i think that's... that's one of the biggest things for me is sharing friends and not being self one of my favorite things about mixer too is the there's not as much competition and i've really seen it through this pandemic people sharing each other and sharing each other in a positive way and being there for each other and like social media I've actually seen a lot more positive stuff. I have not seen, besides a little bit of the typical, you know, streamer drama and stuff like that, I really have seen a lot more people putting themselves out there and trying to be more positive, so. That's definitely, yeah. it's, it's like a, it's actually kind of surprising too, but at the same time, it really shows when things really get real, it shows the strength of a human spirit, if that makes sense. When I'm really hoping that through this, you know, I know there's people that have really have had a wake up call, including companies have had a mm -hmm. wake up call with, you know, remote working and seeing what it really is like in isolation. A lot of people are really starting to understand what anxiety is, uh, people that have never experienced it before. 
Um, Mzidi's had some really good talks on this also, so I won't go like too far into it, but I'm also, a, you know, I'm a pretty huge advocate of mental health um, and speaking openly and being vulnerable and putting yourself out there. And I think a lot of other people are doing, they're doing a lot better job of it because if, if we're stuck at home and we're not open and we're bottling things in, we're going to be even more isolated. Yeah. So using the the tools that we have out there to put ourselves out there and reach out to people, you know, I'm, I'm seeing more families doing zoom phone calls. I'm seeing uh, more people using things like discord and, and Google hangouts, like even my, my kids schooling, which that's been, like I said, one of the hardest parts is keeping my kids on track, keeping them motivated, having a schedule. Like right now they're upstairs fighting <laughs> because <laughs> one of them took the tablet or one of them's doing this, or this one won't let them on the TV or they can't agree. So keeping them busy, keeping them interactive, keeping them on track, but also, you know, having grace because I'm the only one doing it. It's it's just me. And I already am an extrovert as it is. So having having all of that pressure that I already have as a single mom and mm -hmm. then throw me in a quarantine where I'm completely isolated. I can't go to the grocery store very often, especially I'm not taking them. So having to find others that are able to either go for the store for me or order early enough ahead of time groceries, which it's more expensive to do as well. Uh, luckily, their school did help me out a little bit, and they sent me a gift card for some groceries. I've had a couple community members um, offer to order me groceries, which has been really nice. Um, and like I said, the stream has been it's been popping. <laughs> um, been seeing that, uh, yeah. This this month has been a lot better. I think the stimulus checks helped a lot of people, and a lot of people have been very generous with each other, which has been nice. But you know, I. I don't like having to rely on streaming for money. I'm working on finding other outlets um, for that. Like I said, I'm also a photographer, which right now that's not really a thing that I can do that much. Uh, I feel like the quarantine and the hardest part is it's put a lot of things on hold. Mm -hmm. uh, the conventions, the, you know, I just ran into and met a lot of people at PAX East and met a lot of connections and it's like everything halted when this quarantine happened, because everybody had to reorganize their life and figure out what, what the heck are we doing, including teachers. So it's been hard. But again, the, the self-help and the mental and the working on myself stuff, that's been more of a focus, which I think I and a lot of other people have needed to do. And the people that said that they didn't have time to do things before are now finding time to do things. Yeah, Not me as much, but... <laughs> <laughs> I really... It's, it's definitely going to be interesting what the world's going to be like when everything goes back to normal if so because speak. we're in a new normal and that's one of the things i've been saying is this it's not i don't think it's ever really gonna go back to normal i think what i'm worried about is people going back to the way that they were or the, the idea of the way things were and not using this pandemic in a way to you know have a new better version of themselves and a, a new perspective on things especially like even companies noticing how many companies were able to allow people to be remote like people who have health issues or, or single parents or people that travel, being able to do things like using Google Hangouts or Zoom to if they have a sick day or like, you know, someone like me, part of the reason why it's really hard for me to have a regular nine to five job. If my kids are sick, not only do I have to be the one that's at home with them, I still have to pay the babysitter. And then you know. if I have a job that I don't have health benefits from or paid sick days, I'm not making money that day either. And I literally was in that position. And uh, my youngest was in, he was just at a babysitter. He wasn't even in school yet. And he was sick a lot. And I still had to pay the babysitter. I didn't have paid sick days and I didn't have insurance. <laughs> so he does, but um, 
it's you know there's things that people don't realize that that others go through yeah and i think a lot of more of that is coming to light now with this pandemic so i think understanding one of my favorite quotes i've seen is that you know we're all in the same storm but we're in different boats and mm. making sure to take making sure to take care of your boat and you know allowing others to patch your boat up <laughs> raw content i love it that's actually very interesting what she's bringing up is that I like that. Different storm. We're in the same storm, but different boats. It's amazing how this goes. Madcap Star, what's up, man? Yo, what's your profile pic? I'm trying to see it. But yeah, anxiety. And uh, yeah, good job. I see you out here doing things. You're doing awesome stuff. I'm doing good, man. I'm out here with Diva just chilling. Hey guys <laughs> the, the cool part is a lot of my communities here and they know about my kids i just got my youngest back today from his dad's house mm -hmm. and transition is a really difficult thing for children and i call it d-day because <laughs> it's like d-day it's the day he comes back from his dad's yeah from multiple meetings yeah and uh Clever. i actually one of the things that even in just the past week or so um, the first couple of weeks having to get my oldest to do his homework has been a huge struggle. He's very much like me and he's very emotional. I'm very emotional as well. And we, we kind of knock heads when it comes to like me trying to get him on a schedule and do things and he'll just break down. He'll completely break down. He'll be like, I suck. I can't do this. I hate my life. This is horrible. Like, I hate you. I hate this house. And he'll just like throw anything at me he can to try and upset me. And he's 10. <laughs> wow. Um, and I've had to, you know, I called my mom crying one day and I really never reach out to my mom. I've talked to anxiety. I've used, you know, talked to my community and streaming has been one of the only things like I look forward every night to, to hitting that go live button because it for me is my release and my getting to hang out with my friends. And so I look forward to that and I just try to sit there and take a deep breath. And if I need to, I send him up to his room and I let him know when he's fresh and ready to come back down and sit at the computer again. Or if he wants to sit at the computer and cry and scream and not get it done, but it's if it doesn't get done, he's not playing video games, he's not doing technology, and he can sit there until he gets it done. And, you know, explaining to him that I doing this, I don't just sit here and play video games. Like there is a lot more that comes to it. And he's seeing it. He's 10. He understands it. He acts like he doesn't, but the six-year-old <laughs> doesn't. So then add in that element. And then add in my ex and his wife element, where she's like the perfect mom and I'm like trying to do my thing and that's a whole nother story, but there's just so many pressures and outside pressures. And then I'm already hard on myself. And so there are some days that it's hard to get out of bed. There are some days that it's hard to take a shower. So honestly, if, if, if I get out of bed, take shower, eat breakfast, or sometimes lunch, uh, do any dishes or laundry, I'm like ahead of my usual day. And I'm, you know, you gotta be proud of simple victories sometimes. Of course. You have to pat yourself on the back every now and then. Mm -hmm. Definitely got to do that. All right, Diva. First segment we're going to get into yeah. is character creation. Basically, a little bit about yourself, how you became you and all the best of you to this day. Where are you from? I'm from Ohio. Oh, really? I'm from Indiana. Mm -hmm. You're Midwest. Yeah, we're close then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not there Born now. No. Well, yeah, I'm still in Ohio. I've lived, so I lived in LA for a couple years. Um, and I've lived in a lot of cities in Ohio. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm, I'm back to my roots for now. For Basically now. my ex, um, my youngest birth father, I, we live somewhat near each other. And until my youngest is 18, 
I can't go anywhere. So I'm stuck here for now. <laughs> so where were you? So like growing up, where you said you mentioned you were, how'd you even end up in LA? Um, so I had a friend that lived out there. Um, and I was at the time I was working three different jobs. <laughs> I worked at a bar as a cocktail waitress and a bartender. I was a professional dancer on a major league soccer team. And I worked at a restaurant, um, as like a hostess cook server. You so, did that I mean, all most over of there? my life. I've always had multiple jobs and been doing a lot. <laughs> I see that. How'd you get into I'm all that though? 20. I was 19 at the time. I was 19 at that time. You've always um, been able just to go do all kinds of creative stuff? Well, so I've always basically had a real job since I was 14. Like, you know, some people don't consider babysitting a real job, but I mean, I babysat because if I wanted anything, I had to earn the money for it. My, my parents didn't buy me very much. Uh, they divorced when I was 10. Mm. Um, my mom came out to me when I was 10, which really hasn't had a huge effect besides me being a huge advocate for LGBTQIA rights. Um, but uh, going back and forth between two cities, which is something that my youngest is now experiencing, so I'm able to be empathetic to that. Mm -hmm. um, I, uh, it was difficult. It was definitely different being between two different households that have two different guidelines and rules, two completely different lifestyles, basically. Uh, my mom's was really strict and, and hard, and we didn't do much. And then my dad was very like loose with rules and wasn't home very often. So I had this, I almost felt like I was kind of living a double life. So I think I threw myself into creative and things that I was, I've always been super passionate and I've always been outgoing. I've always loved music and entertainment and all of that. So um, LA just was always kind of a dream. California was always kind of a dream because that's like the city of dreams, right? You know, mm -hmm. figuring out if I wanted to be in front of the camera or behind the camera, I thought that that would help as well. And just the opportunity in LA is a lot higher than Ohio. So, yeah. so, yeah. so like, LA, how long were you there for? Two years. So why'd and you leave? My family, basically all of them were like, yeah, we give you two months. So it was, it was kind of tough because number one, I was trying to prove them wrong. <laughs> okay. But I was also trying to do it for myself. Uh, I'm very much a Midwestern girl. I'm very nice. And I definitely like, while I had confidence in a lot of areas and I was outgoing and loved people, I definitely lacked a lot of true, real, deep confidence that I needed, I think, in a city like LA. Um, it's really harsh out there. And I had a hard time making friends, like real good friends. And I didn't trust a lot of people or I trusted the wrong people that ended up hurting me, basically, which was a consistent thing throughout my life. Um, you know, either meeting eventual sociopaths or people who just were selfish and narcissists and, uh, getting taken advantage of a lot because I'm nice and giving and I ended up, you know, not having enough left for myself. And that's where a lot of the anxiety and depression in my life came from. So, um, California was fun and it was good opportunities, but I felt like I didn't know enough about LA and I didn't have people to help me. I didn't have the right people around me to help me really learn what I needed to learn about LA. Uh, my parents really didn't teach me a lot either. A lot of things I've done in my life, I've had to figure out myself. So there's still a lot, even at 34 years old, there's a lot that I have not experienced in life. Um, but there's a lot that I have experienced, so it's kind of a mixed bag. Um, How's your relationship but, with your parents? Um, I'm I'm closer with my mom, not as close as I'd like to be. Uh, she isn't super. Um, she 
isn't very open communication wise and i wish my family was more able to be open communication wise because i've always been the communicator mm -hmm. uh, this pandemic's actually been really interesting with it she's been there for me in this past year or two she's been there for me a lot more but she really doesn't get the streaming thing um like if i'm going to be raw and honest something that like you know when we when it comes to the comparison game and comparison ourselves comparing ourselves to others and being frustrated with what um <laughs> with what others are doing um there was a person that got partnered on a platform and they had a phone call with their mom and and multiple people have done this but for some reason there was one specific one that i knew and they called their mom and it was like really emotional and special and happy when i told my mom i got partnered she was like cool yeah okay like she and I've explained to her what it is and I've explained to her how much it meant to me. And so that's, I think been the hardest thing is having family that doesn't understand what I'm doing, but doesn't want to understand and isn't still proud for me that I'm happy and doing what I love. Like, I don't ask for people to, <laughs> yeah, that's the 10 year old. That's okay. <laughs> uh, I don't expect people to like, you know, be in my channel and sub to me and be at every, you know, every stream, but to at least be proud of me that I'm doing what I love and be proud of me for that. That's one thing that's been really hard with that. My parents have not really supported me. Um, my dad, I think he kind of in from a distance is proud of me, but he's never really shown me that he's proud of me. We've never really been that close. He's not emotional. He's kind of a jokester. He hides his pain and his life with jokes. Um, I've kind of tried to reach out to him lately. And, and most of the conversations either leave me feeling bad uh, him and my uncles made fun of me a lot growing up. Uh, they were not, <laughs> they don't treat women very well. <laughs> mm. And so I think that's why, you know, I don't, I don't really like the, I don't like labels and I don't like terms, but I would, I guess, consider myself a feminist because I believe in the rights of women and, and, you know, lifting women up and putting the knowledge out there that women need to be supported, especially in this gaming space and the, the way that the stigma is surrounding gaming and women and men and gender. Um, so yeah, I think there's a lot of past hurt there still. And there's definitely some therapy that I still need for those relationships with my parents. Um, that's a whole nother ball of wax. So well, tell us yeah, more about like that. streaming. I think that's where like we can kind of segue in a way into where streaming has really changed a lot for me. I've had a lot of really bad relationships in the past. And I'm sure a lot of that stems from ha not having a supportive relationship with my family or parents. So I'm constantly searching for love. I'm constantly searching for affection and appreciation. And my way of finding that was doing things for others. And instead of loving myself, taking care of myself and doing what I love, I was always trying to do things to entertain others or make others happy. And I think the entertainment industry is, is I love it and I love creating and I love doing that. And I think putting in some of the issues that I've had mixed in with it at times could be unhealthy especially with social media and like going back to the whole comparison thing. Mm -hmm. um, but originally the reason I got into streaming was because I finally was out of relationships. I was fully single. I had been out of a really, really rough year and a half of a relationship. And then one of the hardest things that ever happened to me the year before that. And I kind of have to be careful of how I'm talking about it um, because kids are upstairs. Mm -hmm. um, but basically, um, I went through a really, really hard breakup with my youngest father and um, he helped me raise my oldest and my oldest thought that he was his dad. My oldest has never met his birth father. And um, we were together for four, five years, almost five years. And so like a year after our child was born, um, I just, he, 
he never supported me. He never believed in anything I did. He made fun of me for liking video games. I got a Batman tattoo. He called me white trash and childish. Um, he wouldn't go to conventions with me. He'd get mad if I didn't go to bed with him at night and if I wanted to play video games. It was almost like the gender roles were reversed with the whole gaming thing with him. Um, he was a hard worker, and so he had that about him. But there was literally almost no emotional connection. Um, everything he did was for him. He was very selfish. And I was just always giving, 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 and never felt anything in return. And finally, when I, I started going to therapy and um, even got him to go to one session with me, uh, I'm pretty open about this. And I tell people, um, the therapist came up with us telling uh, five reasons why we loved each other. The top of his list was boobs. And that is something that constantly in my life has been like a recurring theme is like how big my boobs are and the over-sexualizing of me as a woman. Mm -hmm. And that's why I wear a lot of shirts that are like this. Um, but again, I also stand up for women who are in the sex industry and who have cleavage and, and believe in, you know, whatever. So that's why um, makeup has been a fun thing for me. But going back to it, um, I, I had already known that like the relationship was toxic and I tried to leave it multiple times, but I think just... One of my hardest things in relationships has been the need and feeling so needing someone to be there and worrying about if I left that relationship, not having anyone and having to be alone because I had already felt so alone my entire life. I didn't want to be alone. Uh, and finally, I was like at the point where I told him, I'm like, I'm so depressed that, uh, you know, I, I was sleeping on the couch. <laughs> he wasn't. I was the one sleeping on the couch. And I said, I'm so depressed that if I didn't have photography in our kids right now, I don't know that I would want to be in this world. And I'd never even really told it to myself. I talked to my therapist like close to about that. But after that conversation, I talked to her about it, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, but she really did. She was almost a little too nice on me, but I think she did it because at that time I was very vulnerable and very at like a very, probably one of my lowest of lows. Um, because I had this man in my life for almost five years that, you know, I did everything for and I, I changed everything for. I, I had an opportunity to live in New York and work for Rockstar and Microsoft at the time. And I turned it down because he said I was being selfish. Um, which is funny that world's kind of come full circle. Yeah. And I just was featured on Xbox recently for Women's yeah. History Month. So um, we'll kind of get back to that. But uh, yeah, I just, you know, I hit rock bottom and he was like, well, I'm depressed too. And walked away from me. And one of his things was he would just the next morning act like nothing happened. And he would never want to talk about it. And I'd, I still to this day don't know. I'm assuming he's got deep-rooted things in his past. I'm assuming that he's got other issues and reasons why he was afraid of talking about things. I know his parents were not the most open of individuals. Um, but it was something that was, like, very unresolved. And unresolved things for me are very difficult because then I'm in my head and I'm like, what did I do wrong? And then I blame myself. And I'm like, well, it must be me. So therapy helped me out a lot with that, with realizing what I with having that person that's removed from the situation to, to show me the stuff that I was putting effort in the stuff that I, I did deserve to pat myself on the back for um, and really being a single mother most of my life because pretty much every relationship I've had I was the caregiver for my children um, so once we broke up uh, he so almost immediately got back in a relationship I got into one a couple months after um, but uh, he got engaged seven months into his newest relationship after me. And that was really hard because like four of my exes after their relationship with me all got married to the next 
person after me. I felt like good luck Chuck. <laughs> like, oh man. You know, like good luck, good luck Cassie over here uh, yeah. prepping these men for their future wives. But one thing my, luckily I, you know, was in therapy at the time. She helped me realize like, just because these men are getting married does not mean that they're happy. Does not mean that they're necessarily with a partner that is going to make them happy. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of people, you know, as, as sad as I am that, I, that I'm not married and that I haven't had, you know, one of my favorite uh, couple goals is anxiety and her husband. <laughs> they have an amazing story. Um, but, you know, they still struggle. Everyone still struggles. And we have to be careful about comparing ourselves. That's going to be like a big theme here because that's something that I'm, I'm really bad about, you know, with social media. I think all of us are is seeing others and comparing ourselves. But all of us are so different and we've all experienced so many different things and it can just be just as easy for someone to look at me and see, you know, how my thing is going and not know the shit that I have and the baggage that I have and think that I'm have it so easy. And that's mm -hmm. one reason why I've always promised myself and I've always tried to be so open and raw and vulnerable. Um, but it, it also comes with a price too, because I've had a lot of people my whole life tell me I'm too much. And I think that's why a lot of my relationships failed because a lot of the men couldn't handle someone that was passionate and driven and outgoing and talkative. And I've, I've really had a lot of men that didn't know what they wanted out of life. And that's even been something that I realized in this past year. Um, so after him and I broke up, I got in that relationship. He got in his, uh, his wife was a little difficult for me at first. She's very condescending and perfect. And she was also a single mom. So it made me feel kind of bad. And, it's been a struggle back and forth with that relationship, but um, the hardest part was they stopped taking my oldest. And uh, I had to tell him that he wasn't his dad and I had to do that alone. And then I went through a breakup that same month. Uh, that literally was like rock bottom for me. Probably I went through another rock bottom-ish a, a couple months ago, but um, that was really, really rough having to do that completely on my own. None of my family had any advice. I had a couple of friends. I was in a single mom's group that was very helpful, um, but a lot of them were hot messes themselves and they just go out and drink and party and you know drink their nights away to forget about shit um i almost got caught up into that because i love partying and i love being around people but you know people are not themselves when they're in that kind of environment mm -hmm. so i had to i had to pull myself out of it and i had to start focusing on what who am i and and what is it that is my goals what are these goals that i've been putting off because i'm single now and i don't need to put myself back in a relationship i want to be open and i want to be available and i don't want to block off myself from love because i know i deserve love like i've always known i've deserved love and i believe it even now more than ever but then i was meeting all these men still on dating apps because that's one of the only ways i can meet people because i don't get to go out very often i don't have a big support system to watch my kids for me so all of these men i kept meeting just didn't know what they wanted out of life and i was getting shut down because they couldn't handle that I'm super passionate at the time. I didn't know this. So I assumed it was something with me. I assumed I was too much because even my own sister um, has told me multiple times that I'm too much and people can't handle me. I talk too much. I'm, I'm, I'm too open about the things that I talk about and people get uncomfortable around me. But I've since streaming. So I started streaming, like I said, in January of 2018 after going through three ghosting, like three times of being ghosted by men where I was like, a couple dates into like a month or two of dating into to just be flat out ghosted i'm like i i have to take a break <laughs> i can't something's wrong whether it's my confidence or whether it's there's just there's something here so i have to i have to stop and i have to focus on me and i found out that you could um stream on ps4 with a ps4 camera 
because up to then I tried to do, I was on the radio a couple times with my the video game diva at the time persona. And uh, the radio station didn't go very well with that. They were very, uh, they were not very, they didn't treat women very well. And, um, and then um, again, just like the exes and people that didn't believe in me. So finally being able to just do it. And the funny part was I'd gotten a blue Yeti microphone for an ex, the ex of mine that was the most recent breakup because him and I were going to do a podcast. And we had all these ideas and he was the first man that really like, we were on the same page. We loved retro. He was super creative. We could do stuff together. He was my first boyfriend that really was like that. Um, but he couldn't handle being a dad. And a year and a half into the relationship of me letting him live here rent free and barely asking for help ever, he still felt suffocated and he still was not comfortable being a father figure. So he texted me from the basement to break up with me and was gone the next day. Cold turkey. Didn't say bye to my kids. Didn't like, yeah. So that was, that was really hard. So that was what catapulted me into it. So I had a new, I had a microphone. Uh, I couldn't connect it to the PlayStation at the time, but, um, once I got a computer and I found out about the capture card and once I actually learned what streaming, cause I didn't really know what streaming was. I knew about it, but I'd never watched Twitch. I'd never watched, I'd watched a little bit of YouTube, but I'd never really been in like what streaming is about. So once I found out, I'm like, wow, this actually, this is my jam. Like this is perfect for me because of all of the flakes and abandoning and people not believing in me, this is self-motivated what you put into it is what you're going to get out of it. And I'm the most motivated person I know. I'm the most passionate person I know. So I'm like, this is going to be cool. And uh, so I really didn't realize that until about a month into streaming. And then once I found that out, I like it, it just, it, there was no going back. Um, I had a pretty good job. Um, I worked at a real estate agency. I was doing their social media, marketing, graphic design. It was a receptionist. I was doing everything. And uh, they just didn't treat me very well. I even had my boss come up to me. I was wearing a shirt literally very similar to this. And he's like, I'm going to need you to cover up your tattoos. The old people around here, you know, they just, they don't really like that kind of thing. So just all of my life, I felt like there's been these doors blocking me of people like, you're doing this wrong, or this isn't right, or you're, th you can't do this because of this, or you're a woman, or your bits are too big, or you're too crazy, or too loud, or you talk too much. And so streaming is the, is the best part because guess what? This is my channel. Mm -hmm. I can do whatever the F I want. And if people don't like me, they can leave my channel. Um, that took me a little bit into streaming to get, but that was probably my favorite part was meeting people from all over the world that you have things in common with. And uh, there's like this like eureka moment that I've noticed in so many streamers that like there are other people out there like me. Yeah, I'm not yeah. alone. I... And there's still, again, there's daily struggles, but like, again, like meeting people like Jay Porter and anxiety and the people in my community, having them consistently believe in me and support in me. And during this pandemic, check on me, ask how I am. I was like, I was really sick even right before the pandemic. I, um, I got sick around Christmas and, and, uh, New Year's and I was the most sick I've ever been. I, when I came back from Pac South, I was really, really sick. And that is even though I was alone, that is the least alone I've ever felt. I had people checking on me every day to make sure I was okay. I had my community donate me money to go to urgent care. So I'd go get, take care of myself. Uh, so again, it's like, this is the first time I've really felt like I've had real friends and felt like I had people there that believed in me and cared about me. So I am in a better state than I was than any point in my life. 
but now it's like it's finally that time where I really, really have to stop relying on other people for my happiness. And I have to look inward and really, really start to like hit my core issues and find those deep things and those those deep seated issues that I have with my past and start to like move forward from it. Oh. I see why everybody speaks highly of you. You definitely went through a lot and it's I would and think, that's, a, that's just a chip off the earth. There's yeah, so much more, you know, like I could feel that too. Like because I could tell by the way you talk, there's so much in between it. You're just barely going over the surface. And I see how people in the chat speak highly of you. It's I could tell why. But that Eureka moment that you were talking about, how you could fully be yourself. How have you felt since then? I mean, I've definitely at the beginning of streaming. I, you know, experiencing trolls for the first time was difficult. Um, I get really bad trolls now, too. Um, and one thing I like to say is, if I were getting the trolls that I get now two years ago, I don't know that I would have kept doing streaming. And that's why I, I try to lift up other people as much as I can, as well as myself, that is so hard. And it's part of why LA was hard for me. Like, mm -hmm. I didn't fit the mold in LA, and I was hot. <laughs> like... I was I was five foot two, like skinny, big boobs, but for whatever reason, I still wasn't hot enough to be out in LA. And so image has been a really difficult thing. Um, finding that passion within and finding out who I am and being able to just be who I am and then finding others that I can be open with that, you know, having them say that they think I'm beautiful or they think I'm whatever, but focusing more on you know, I'm a person, I'm a human being, I'm a mom, I have flaws, I'm not perfect, and reminding them that we all need to have these reminders with ourselves, but still be proud of ourselves. And so while it's good to hear those things, there are going to be trolls. Mm -hmm. I get called really bad names all the time. Um, but it's, it's helped in a way because I realized that people are, they're going to say anything they can to bring you down. And you have the choice to allow them to have that power over you. You, they do not own that don't let them rent that space in your head. They don't deserve to rent that space. And then taking that back to all of my exes, they don't deserve that space in my head. They don't, they don't deserve me. I, I overthink everything. I, I worry about everything. I have anxiety of the future and depression about the past. And so being able to focus on the now when I'm streaming, unless I'm like having conversations like this, I kind of just don't have a care in the world because I'm hanging out with my friends and I'm gaming or I'm giving advice or I'm, I'm spending time with good people. And it's really helped build up my confidence because like, okay, maybe, you know, if I am making a difference and if I'm resonating with other people and if my vulnerability can help others to be more vulnerable and communicate, you know, I, maybe I wasn't able to do that for my exes. Maybe I wasn't able to do that for some of the friends in my past. But if I can inspire others to be themselves and stand up for themselves and follow their dreams and passions, like that is that is a really amazing thing to be able to do. And it feels good as hell. Like getting a message. There's a there's a newer person to our community um, that I met during Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing has been, oh my God, that's a whole I can talk about that for like hours. <laughs> but uh trying to like the Cliff Notes version, um, I've thrown myself into Animal Crossing. It is basically like my second life. And if I'm having a bad day, I I will just I'll just play Animal Crossing and I don't feel bad about it. And I don't think anyone should feel bad about anything as long as you're not using a negative vice, mm -hmm. like drugs or alcohol or things like that. Um, I think that's okay. Um, obviously, still try to be active and, you know, either work out or go out for a walk or do things, which that's something I'm working on, eating healthier. 
Um, but I've met so many people since playing Animal Crossing, and I think it's been, it came at such a good time to like bring people together. And there's a specific person in the community I, I'll keep quiet about. I don't, I don't know if they're here or not, but I, I won't say their name just out of privacy. And if they want to say if they're here, they can. Um, but they told me that they kind of stood in the shadows for a while and um, they were afraid to talk about themselves. They were afraid to stream. Uh, they lacked confidence and they've been through a lot in their life. And coming into our community, my community, and, and meeting the people that I've introduced them to has helped them come out of their shell and be more open and inspired them to. So, I mean, like shit like that is like super heavy and like feels really, really good that I could have any kind of impact in someone's life like that is really cool. And there's been a couple of people like that. Huvian, you know, she's literally one of my biggest cheerleaders besides anxiety. Um, get, you know, getting to reconnect with Jay Porter again, too, because we were super, super close on Twitch. Um, when I came over to Mixer, he was over here for a little bit, but he kind of went back to Twitch and he's a, well, was a workaholic. Uh, it was really hard for us to connect. Um, and I think, you know, having people that I can be around more often, because a lot of my good friends in real life, were either single parents or worked all the time. So I wasn't able to see them as often and they, they weren't as willing to connect and communicate as much as people in streaming are. Um, so yeah, streaming is literally like it's brought me, I feel closer to people online than I do to anyone in person. And that's a struggle too. But I've learned to accept this, this new way of things because mm -hmm. I know that there will eventually at some point be a connection and contact, hopefully. <laughs> there will. I know that there, I know that there will be other conventions and that there are other good things to come because, you know, watching where I started on my PlayStation 4 with a freaking camera and just over two years later, I'm here now on Mixer with almost 12,000 followers. I've been on on the freaking Xbox feature page. I was in YouTube videos for Mixer. I got featured on Ori and the Will of the Wisps, like things that I dreamed of seven years ago that I never thought would happen. And it is so easy to limit ourselves by age and by what other people have accomplished at age. Um, but one thing I do like to do is, you know, looking at people like Morgan Freeman and, and looking at other people that didn't find success until later in life. And when you put into perspective how much time we do still have ahead of us, mm -hmm. we get so focused on, on, on the silliest of things. And so making sure that we're taking that time every day to recenter and refocus and know that we're doing our best. And as long as you're making an effort, even if it's baby steps, just keep going with it and keep going. And we've gotten through those other shitty days. I've literally was at rock bottom right before I started Mixer. I went through some really, really, really hard things on Twitch and really felt betrayed and backstabbed. And the people that I thought I was close to, I started to notice their, you know, that their authenticity was questionable. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people cared more about money, cared more about clout, cared more about numbers, which I myself got wrapped up into numbers. And I... Still, like, I get excited about numbers. I mean, you, you, you got to be proud of your accomplishments, but there are people who would put their own accomplishments over others that helped them. And, and I definitely don't help people to get anything in return, but it is hard when you have people that, you know, you, you say you're on a team or you say that you're in this group or this family and you all love each other. And when it finally comes my turn, it's like, uh, where's everyone at? <laughs> and that happened on Twitch. And that was, I think, the hardest part. Uh, and then I went through a breakup again. So somebody that I had met on Twitch that was like super, super there for me. Um, he used to drive to see me every other week. He lived in Canada. He made the most effort out of any man in my life had ever made. 
And uh, he wasn't as open, but he was there for me in so many ways and believed in me and was, you know, really proud of me. And we had a great relationship, um, I, I thought. <laughs> and then out of nowhere, he drove here and broke up with me in July. And I wasn't very open with it at first because he was a big part of my community. And we kind of agreed about what we were both comfortable talking about. And I didn't want to ruin his image, and I still don't. Um, there's been a couple issues here and there. Uh, we don't talk anymore now. Uh, but uh, we ended up getting back together at TwitchCon. And then uh, it just, it was never the same. And things came out finally that I think he was afraid to talk about, things that he was unhappy about. He didn't really have passions or drive. He didn't know what he wanted. And Canada honestly was, at the time, I think he just had a lot of stuff he needed to work on. And he had a lot more that he needed to focus on. And, and being there for me was holding him back from working on himself. Uh, and he also had mental health things as well. So um, I pushed and I pushed and I pushed. And I, uh, that's probably one of my bad things in relationships is I see the best in people. And, mm. But at the same time, like, I don't try to change them. But I have so much hope in people that I overlook their red flags. And I overlook the things that maybe we're not on the same page about because I have so much hope in the relationship working out. And I have this like this belief that anybody has the ability, which I do still believe anybody has the ability to be a good person and, and be in a relationship, but they also have to want it. And that's, I think the hardest part is I feel like no one's wanted that with me. And I'm, I'm sick of being in so many relationships over and over and over again, where I'm like gung ho and hundred percent and passionate and like ready to like work on this. And from the beginning, I'm open. Like you can't tell <laughs> from yeah. the beginning. I'm like, I'm a mom, I've got kids. You gotta understand that. And I think that's the hardest part is my last two relationships were probably the best, but at the same time, a year and a half in, they gave up. They just, they walked away and I, it, it hurts so much. And it's really hard not to turn the finger, finger back at myself and be like, why me? Why does this like, why do I keep getting in these relationships with people who give up when things get hard? Because one of my sayings since I, I came up with it that New Year's when I went through that breakup, patience, perseverance, and passion, the three P's and Patacos. Um, <laughs> but instead of making a New Year's resolution that year, because let's be real, you know, all of us that are like, oh, I'll lose 30 pounds, or I'll start working out or I'll start, you know, I'll go to a therapist, like those are all great. Um, but I think having a motto that I came up with, I have a lot of passion and a lot of perseverance, but patience has been one of my really hard things. I want a family so bad. I want love so bad that I, I can be a little pushy. I can be a little bit overbearing, but there is someone out there that will be okay with that. And there is someone, you know, working on myself a little bit, you know, there are things that I need to tame down a little bit, but I think, um, these relationships, you know, as hard as it was to, to look back, they weren't meant to be. It is hard being promised marriage. It is hard being promised that things are going to happen and then they're just, the rug is just pulled from out underneath you. Mm -hmm. And like, why would you tell someone that? Why would you promise someone something like that? And then going through it all live, like going through it, like having to take days off stream and, and having people wonder what's going on and not wanting to talk about it because I don't want, you know, him to be hurt from it um but he definitely pulled away from it and then there was a really bad falling out recently where i was open about some things uh and he took things personally that weren't even about him number one um uh, but we we have some open conversations on stream and i'll talk about my exes but i never say their names i never say which topic that i'm talking about is about which ex 
and he got really mad. And so he came after me and I had to block him on every platform, which I don't like to do. Um, but pretty much most of my exes have all taken the negative route. Like at first, at the beginning, it's okay. Um, but honestly, for me, I think the past couple of relationships, it's been it's been better for me to block those off because then I'm able to focus on myself more mm -hmm. and stop worrying about the chance of it. Like he was the only ex I've ever gone back to. And there was a lot of <laughs> flashback from friends and um, even people at TwitchCon were like mad at me and trying to keep me from hanging out with him. And I'm like, this is my life. I can make my own. I'm a big girl. Yeah. Um, but you know, there were red flags and again, it's part of the story. It's, you know, you've got to live your life. And I'm, that's one of my biggest things is I'm not going to wonder what if I, what, for whatever reason, I've always had this drive and I've always had this ability and, and maybe it's partially because I want love and I, I want people and I, I love being around people so much, but I don't want to close those doors. I, I, but I have been learning to have better boundaries. And streaming has taught me that coming from Twitch to Mixer has taught me to have better boundaries and to protect myself. Um, I've been very hesitant to join teams. I've been very hesitant to join communities in the way of like tagging myself on communities or anything because I went through some stuff on Twitch with that. And, uh, but I've, you know, I've met amazing people. I met uh, PT Barpun. Uh, she's also a mom, amazing creator and artist and inspiring. Um, I met Tonzi, who bought me my first ever makeup palette um, and inspired me to start doing makeup, which was something I've never done and still struggle with thinking that I'm good at, that people think I'm good at. Uh, <laughs> I, I've met so many. And then it reconnected anxiety and I. And really, like, coming back to the whole thing of I've had a really big issue with women my entire life. Uh, I've always been a tomboy. I've always been open. I've always been outgoing. And uh, I think other women found it intimidating is what some women that finally opened up to me have told me um but anxiety and huvian like they're some of the first people that i felt like really were excited for my comp like my accomplishments and genuinely excited for my accomplishments like they don't make me feel bad and there were a couple of women i was friends with that i felt like i couldn't tell them when i had something good happen like i felt guilty and i shouldn't have to feel guilty about being excited about something and one thing that like the other women would tell me is, well, you know, you make yourself like the center of attention or you make it seem like you're like, this. I'm like, I'm just really excited. And I'm really proud. Like I'm allowed to be like, you are allowed to be excited and proud. And I think, you know, kind of being able to be a little more philosophical, it shows that like, doesn't mean those women were bad people, but they treated me badly because of the way they'd been conditioned to not be able to feel proud about their accomplishments. And then they were putting off their you know, feelings on me when I'm allowed to be excited and proud. And yeah, there's limits. Like you got to make sure you're excited for your friends too. And you got to make sure that there's reciprocation. But when I'm asking how you are, how's your day? How are things? And you're like, I'm fine. And then I'm like, well, I'm excited. And I do this. And then they get mad at me and say that I talk too much or I message them too much or I'm, or I'm, I'm too open about who I am. That's me. If you, you can't tell <laughs> what you see is what you get with me. And so it's really hard to have those people who that's originally something that they love about me, but then they end up not liking it. And I think it's because they've got their own insecurities mm -hmm. and they, they put their insecurities off, not just onto me, but onto other people. And then they isolate. So that's one thing I'm really hoping that I can, whether I do it through gaming or entertaining or whatever way that I can showing people to be themselves 
and and really really be yourself don't put on a front just to be friends with somebody just because you meet some huge streamer or huge celebrity or someone out there someone that you think you're attracted to don't don't put on a front don't act like you're in an interview be yourself and uh because you want to surround yourself around people who you can be yourself around it feels so much better and i think i wanted to be liked so bad on twitch that i just tried to be friends with everybody and, and in real life too and i met the wrong people that saw my vulnerability and saw my goodness and they tried to take it away from me so now having those better boundaries on mixer and only allowing the people that i see as genuine good people and and having a closer circle has helped out so much and then having a platform like mixer that appreciates good people yeah. and, and gives opportunities and none of the stuff that's happening for me here would have ever happened on twitch and I, I constantly am questioned and, you know, why'd you leave? And, you know, well, I'm not doing well on Mixer. I'm like, we are not the same people. I am such a different person. There's no one out there like me and just the same. There's no one out there like you. What do you have to provide? What can you bring to the table? What is different about you? We all have something that's different about us. And you can't just turn on a camera and play Fortnite. You can't just turn on a camera and and do interviews you have to have a passion behind you and a reason why you're doing what you're doing you're gonna eventually it's gonna come out or eventually you're gonna be lost and not be happy with what you're doing mm -hmm. so with everything that you just spoke about mm -hmm. from all the trials and errors what is it that you learn it seems like it's actually very interesting you were living for other people so to speak now uh -huh. that you finally, with all this wisdom, you've taken it for great instead of bad. What have you learned most about yourself? I mean, I, I'm talented and I definitely have things that if I focus on myself and focus on the things that I can do, a lot more positive comes out of it. When I focus on the things that I want, I find more joy out of it. And then I'm in a better mood. And I have more fun. And then in that retrospect, others enjoy being around me more and enjoy, you know, being around that. And then I can inspire others to be more like that as well. And also that not everybody, I'm not everybody's cup of tea. And that's okay. I think that's been the hardest pill to swallow is that as much as I want to be everybody's friend, there are going to be people out there who just, I'm not their thing. And then there's people out there that I need to learn that they're not my thing. And that's okay. Um, finding finding the good people and 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 sticking around that, and um, continuing to you know make sure that I I'm not pushing too hard because I'm definitely very passionate, and I can burn the candle from both ends at times. So having more patience and taking things one day at a time. I worry way too much sometimes about what I haven't experienced yet, or what hasn't come and why this hasn't happened for me um and when i'm able to focus on my work and really put my whole heart into it and and take things one day at a time better things happen for me i mean literally like i said when i first came over to mixer i was on my last straw with twitch i was on my last straw with streaming i didn't believe in love not that i didn't believe in love but i'm like i'm at the point where i really i know i deserve love but there's like no one out there that's ticking any boxes right now so I need to stop focusing on it and I need to put myself into work. But sometimes I do throw myself way too hard into work when I'm not focused on that stuff. Um, 
but really it's been kind of nice like since like the breakup was in november i've tried dating apps here and there i had like one guy i hung out with but i think my standards are so high now <laughs> that it's been good in a way um i'm still open to the idea but especially with this pandemic um focusing on myself i've definitely not had the most healthy of days i have days that like i said are still hard to get out of bed but still trying to take it one day at a time and know that you know i am making a difference i i have things that i can still do and i've gotten through really 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 hard days in my life that some people have never even could imagine that i've been through and that there are others out there struggling too and that this is a platform that if we can continue to break the stigmas, break the mental health stigmas, break, you know, the women and gender barriers and be more open and be more vulnerable every day. There's a chance if, if I can help and help someone or brighten their day um, and then allow them to also, you know, be there for me if I need it and not be afraid to ask for it because it kind of got to the point where I just became so self-reliant, even though I am seeking out attention and support and love, I don't really ask for it because I'm afraid of rejection. I'm afraid of being turned down again. I'm afraid of losing love again. Because, um, you know, the more vulnerable you are, the, the more chance you have of getting hurt again. Um, so allowing myself to, to give myself grace and take things one day at a time is the biggest thing, I think. Definitely. I'm actually excited for this next segment because we're going to dive even deeper than what we're doing okay. right now. It's going to okay. be fun. All right, the next segment, since you shared everything about your character creation, not everything, but I think yeah. we have a pretty great understanding of what you've went through and definitely what you learned, which is actually the biggest thing, and I congratulate you for everything you learned. Yeah, lots of hugs. <laughs> so John can play lots of hugs in the chat, man. So the next segment is attributes. So you shared your character creation. Now with every character, there's always a set of attributes. So what I'm going to mention is a few characteristic traits. And you're going to rate yourself from one to five, five being the highest, and then we'll talk about it. Okay. <laughs> so the one that stood out for me the most that you spoke about was patience. So the first one we're going to start with is patience. And also the chat, feel free, community, the diva. What's the name? Okay. Oh. What's the name of your community? The disco party. All right. Disco party. Please do. Share your uh, thoughts of what you think it is for her. Well, Whovian's just going to say five for everything. So, Whovian, try to be honest without saying fives on everything. I love okay. you. Hey, How about this? No fives. No fives, Whovian. No fives, Whovian. <laughs> but patience, you said two? Two. Why two? I just, I want it and I want it now. There's been a joke. Like, I'm very open about the fact. Like, I'm like Veruca Salt. Like... I just, I don't want to waste time. I, I want to live my life to the fullest, which is good, but it is also like one of my biggest, I think a lot of our best and worst traits are the, like the same in a way. Like, I, sword. right. I, I want to live my life to the fullest, but it also makes me impatient because in relationships and in things, I'm really, really hard on myself if I'm not achieving something because I'm like, well, I'm putting this effort into it and I really want it. And like, why isn't this happening for me yet? And that's why I think when relationships fail or conventions get canceled, I'm like a kid. Like I, I lack that ability to process sometimes. I have really bad coping skills with patients when it comes to like, I get really upset and I can spiral when things don't work out for me. Um, so knowing like what I should be proud of 
and and not focusing on why it didn't happen or what didn't happen knowing what i have control over that's been something i've been working on a lot um but i mean maybe i'll give myself a three because i definitely have been working on it a lot more um but i think there's definitely a lot of work that i still have with patience that's why at the end of every stream i say patience perseverance and passion you feel like there's been some progress yeah there's definitely like with my kids with myself uh you know, I'm in my thoughts a lot. And that's one of the hard things with being in this pandemic and not getting to like have adult conversations in person as much. Mm -hmm. um, that's why I like doing interviews, intellectual interviews like this and um, having conversations. If I don't get to have like a deep or at least somewhat decent conversation in a day with an adult, I get in my head and I get in my thoughts. It helps a lot to have others to speak with and to kind of process with. And again, I think that's why a lot of the people in my community are helpful and why anxiety and I get along so well, because having someone that you can just be 100% raw with and not feel judged with, it's, it's very mentally, healthily, and personally healing as well, because you give yourself a little more credit when you have someone that maybe is a little biased, but also, you know, would be honest with you if you needed to hear it. It's very hard to find those friends that aren't, that, that give constructive criticism, but also aren't assholes yeah and aren't jealous and aren't there's no agenda living with their own things like yeah and i think one thing i've been better with too that i've learned is doing a better job of when i need to talk about something instead of just blah, 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 blah. <laughs> weird vomiting like everything i'm going through asking them hey um i'm going through a lot today can we talk and sometimes they might say uh it's a rough day i get today i can't handle it and then i've been trying to set those boundaries with other friends as well. Like if I have a lot on my plate that day, I might have to turn down a text or a phone call or a DM and, and that that's okay. I worry so much about upsetting other people that I, I put them up ahead of myself a lot because I'm, I want love. I want, like, I have no patience. I want it. I want it now, but making sure to take a deep breath, stop and smell the roses and know that like all of these things that are happening are part of the journey and you have to enjoy the journey to that thing like our society has this huge thing with constant instant gratification like mm -hmm. that's what social media has become twitter i mean there's a reason twitter and facebook are scrolling because you're constantly scrolling and getting something new it's that it's that uh those endorphins that you get with like a new post or a new something or a new like or a new whatever and so making sure to take those breaks and yeah, I like if I know a convention's coming up or I know an event's coming up, I get super impatient. I like I want it to be here today. <laughs> I'm a kid. <laughs> you can't tell me about like, hey, I got to talk about something or hey, like I want this. Now. Like, no, I like, like give it to me now. I can't wait. <laughs> That's amazing. All right, next one, loyalty. Four. I don't think anyone's perfect, and there's definitely moments where, you know. I mean, I, I see myself as 100% loyal. I've never cheated. I've never, you know, but there have been moments where it's been hard for me to be there for people because I've been going through a lot on my own. Um, there have been moments where maybe I could have, you know, it, it depends on, like, I think some people might, ha <laughs> might have uh, different opinions. But yeah, when it comes to loyal, like a person, if I'm in a relationship, it's, I'm 100%, I'm a five, I'm there. Like, I, I don't cheat. I, I, I'm in the 100. Um, but again, no one's perfect, so that's what I'm saying for. Mm -hmm. Spirituality. Hmm. 
honestly, I probably would give myself a one. I what? wish it was higher. Uh, I grew up without religion. Uh, I grew up very skeptical because my parents never really taught me about anything. I didn't find out until like later in my life that my dad was an atheist. Um, I did go to church sometimes. We went to like a, a Bible camp, um, but I felt forced into church originally when the times that we would go. And I felt like there was a church I went to. I liked a lot of the values they talked about and I liked a lot of the stories, but I felt like like the Bible and things were pushed onto me and I didn't like things being pushed onto me or beliefs being pushed onto me. Mm -hmm. It's one thing I give my parents credit for. It's again, a double-edged sword because they really, they didn't influence me on a lot of things. And there were things that I wish they would have taught me about, but in the same sense, I was able to form my own opinions and learn about things on my own. Um, but I do wish I was introduced to more things that were spiritual and religious. Uh, I'm hoping to, I've uh, been introduced to yoga by anxiety as well uh trying to work on learning about meditation and things like that but when it comes to like spirituality it's a it's probably one of the hardest topics for me because i'm a, i have to see it to believe it kind of person mm -hmm. um even like i'll do tarot i do tarot cards but for me it's more of a an inward thing when i read tarot i'm reading the person i'm not believing that i'm psychic i'm not believing that i'm whatever i'm doing it all in intuition empathy and being an empath I feel other people so much and I listen to them and I get to know them and I have really good intuition when it comes to others. Uh, so when I'm, when I'm reading, there have been some crazy moments where I've literally pulled a card that I said was the card, but whether that was just a coincidence or, I mean, it shows that the card that I pulled, that was what I was thinking already was going to be the advice. I see it as giving advice to people. Mm -hmm. So that's really the closest it comes to being spiritual that I have, I guess. Do you have any plans on working on it? Um, I don't really ever see church being a thing that I'm comfortable going to or doing. Um, I don't like to say that I don't believe in God. I don't like to say that I don't believe in any kind of spirituality or any kind of deity. I am just unsure. I've always been open to the idea of it. It's always been something. There have been people in my life that have, like I had a the good friend that I was closest with when I went through the breakup um, with my youngest dad. Um, she was very hard on me towards the end and basically told me I was going to hell. The end of days was coming and that I needed to have God in my life or I was going to be miserable the rest of my life. And I don't like being told that I need something like that in my life to be happy. And I don't like other people forcing their beliefs on me. If I'm going to find God or if I'm going to find spirituality or if I'm going to find whatever it is I believe, I need to find it on my own. Um, I think I'm just very skeptical because a lot of the, unfortunately, a lot of the people that I've grown up around, not, I'm not going to say it's like specifically Christians or specifically any kind of people because I hate generalizations, but a lot of the religious people that I've met in my life have unfortunately turned me away from it because they've been so blindly following either the Bible or their beliefs, but they don't practice it themselves. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to say that you're, for example, a Christian, but I see you lying and cheating and, and being a shitty person and not practicing self-care and not being a good person, but then you're going to judge me and say that I need God in my life. Like that seems a little hypocritical. Yeah. So as long as I am focusing on myself and, you know, being a good mother and being passionate about my job, that's kind of something that I don't really feel like is totally needed in my life. Now, the self-care part and then, you know, meditation 
and focusing on that kind of stuff that's that's something i'm close that i'd be like more open to good answer confidence Ooh, um i'd say because i still want to work on it i'm gonna give myself a three and i know some people that's that's kind of a misconception about me i think because of who i who i am here this is who what you see is what you get but i am more confident when i'm streaming and when i'm in front of the camera uh, when i'm on my own and and when i'm camera is off i get very hard on myself and i get very and i do sometimes on stream but yes okay um Hi. <laughs> that's that's my 10 year old he's one of my biggest inspirations actually he's um, I think a really cool thing, just kind of, we'll, we'll come back to it, but, uh, something that's really amazing about having a child, come here. One of the things that's really amazing about having a child, especially one that understands what you do is he is my biggest fan. He checks hmm. with me every day, uh, to ask how I'm doing, to ask how my stream is going and to make sure that I'm doing okay. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> um, and I think, um, obviously I know like my community's there and they love me, but like. I know 100% this kid has my back and loves me and believes in me. And he's not saying it to, so bad. <laughs> um, he's not saying it to blow smoke up my butt. You know, he's not saying it to, to get clout. He's not saying it cause he wants to be my friend. He really believes it. And so like, that is something that like you cannot pay for. You cannot, you cannot ask for. And he's goofy like me. <laughs> one, one thing that, that like I love that's a characteristic that him and I have is in the hardest moment in like a super deep conversation moment, I like throwing a little bit of fun in there. I like throwing a little bit of humor. I like kind of bringing it back to square one and realizing that, you know, you can have a deep, real conversation, but you still got to like laugh at yourself. You still got to have some fun. Yeah. And especially being a single mom with two kids, I am getting hard on myself. Like, some of the hardest moments I sit there and I'll just, uh, even if I'm crying, I'll sit there and laugh. Like, this is stupid. Like, why am I letting this upset me so much? Why am I? And some of it is, it's, I can't help it. Some of it is just, it's my mental health and it's, it's a part of who I am. I'm very emotional. I'm, I feel a lot and uh, I would rather feel a lot and be emotional than be a closed off person who doesn't allow people in their life. And I think that's something that, again, to come back to like the relationships and stuff, <laughs> I think a lot of people out there are just so closed off because they're afraid of rejection and they're afraid of, of getting hurt. Um, and I have so much love to give and I have so much that I want to give out there. I've been learning to, to, to give it to myself. Um, and I, I've been seeing a lot of really good examples of relationships, too, of people that, you know, Will Smith has a really cool thing. I don't remember what the video is. I talked about it recently. But him and Jada talked about how you bring 100 and 100. I hate that there was that 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 theme out there that was like 50-50. It's 50-50. Like, no, you got to pull your ass. Like, you got to pull your, your side. You got to do your shit, too. And then they have to do their shit, too. And then you have to meet halfway. But it is okay to to, to, to make a schedule or to whatever is best for you guys to have your time and and your time and then your your time and then there's the kid time so i think that's the hardest thing is there's so much there's so much on everybody's plates all the time prioritizing mm -hmm. and i feel like i've never really been anyone's priority and i've worked so long so hard to like take care of my kids 
that now is like a really good time to take care of myself. So the confidence, that's something that I really am working on. And I've become more proud of myself. Things like the Uplift-a-thon with anxiety, uh, getting partner on Mixer. I mean, I've been rejected and had been turned down from so many things. I got rejected on Twitch four times for partner. And, you know, I work really, really hard. And, and the radio station, getting rejected from that. Um, even the dance team that I was on, my coach, I was 19 years old and she grabbed my stomach and told me I needed to lose weight. Uh, the job that I worked at, having the boss tell me that I needed to cover my tattoo when I'd worked there for two years with the tattoo. Like, it just felt like so much in life was unfair. And I had all these constant things thrown at me and people not believing in me or people saying I wasn't enough or saying I was too much or, you know, so all these roadblocks. And finally, like, I feel like Mixer is one of the first places where I've been able to truly be myself and that people are seeing it and that I am finally making a pathway and making waves for myself because I'm doing it for myself. I am doing it to help other people, but I love what I do. And I think that shows, and I think it's helping inspire others to do what they love. And so focusing that back on myself and then having the confidence to keep going. And, you know, I, I would love to have more confidence in my body painting and face painting and not compare myself to others, but that's something I need to work on. Um, yeah, I think that's. Forgiveness. Mm. with myself or with others we'll start with others mm, i'm a four i think i if i have an issue with forgiving it's usually in relationships mm -hmm. um because i feel like you know like i said i feel like people just have given up on me i feel like they things get hard in life and I, my one of my biggest frustrations that people do is they say, well, we just met at the wrong time or there's too much going on in our lives right now. Bitch, there's going to be things always going on in our lives at yep. all times. If you can't handle us at our worst, if we cannot get through our lowest of lows together, then we're not going to get through anything. It is not always going to be sunshine and rainbows as much as I'd love it to be. And I'm a really positive person, but I'm also real. And I also am not afraid to say that, you know, there are limitations and there there are going to be hard moments and you need to find your i hate the term ride or die but you need to find your like your person who perseveres with you you need to find your partner and your friends who are, who are there for you when it's shitty who aren't just there when you're sitting at 500 viewers who mm -hmm. are there when you know and so i think i lack forgiveness for people who make excuses and who refuse to do self-work um but I've been doing a lot better job of forgiving my, my past exes and, and issues and family members. And that's just who they are. And there's nothing I can do about it. Like, I can either sit here and be upset about the past transgressions or figure out what I learned from it and, and move forward. So I'd say I'm, I'm, a, I'm definitely a four. There's, there's work to be done. Um, but that's something that I've done a lot better job, even in the past couple of months after the breakup. What about with yourself? <laughs> so that's where we go back to uh, being really hard on myself. I have a really, like, even just this morning, getting out of bed, I'm like, oh, I have an interview today and I gotta take a shower <laughs> and I gotta like get my kids to do their schoolwork and they're already fighting and I gotta eat food and I gotta do dishes and do laundry. So like when it comes to forgiving myself for the fact that I can't get everything done, I'm not Wonder Woman, even though people like to call me Wonder Woman sometimes. I am a good person and I, I do work hard, but I have a lot of work to do on myself still uh and forgiving myself is a hard thing because i 
I think, you know, we are all our hardest judges on ourselves, but I'm very, very, very hard on myself. So I think putting forgiveness and confidence together, you know, self-value and, and making sure that when it comes to understanding that I can't do everything, even though I try to, I don't have a lot of support being able to ask for help. Um, again, still though, I don't have a lot of help. I don't have a lot of beside, you know, I, I have a community, I have an amazing community. I have good friends, but they're not here. They're mm -hmm. not in person. I lack that physical help. Mm -hmm. And my mom and sister and aunt, they've, they've been there for me somewhat through this. Um, but I put a lot of pressure on myself because I have to do a lot for myself. So yeah, I'd say for me, forgiveness is probably, I mean, I'll say three. I'll, I'll go down the middle because I definitely been doing a better job of, you know, anxiety again. She's helped me a lot uh, with, I, it's this, what we're going through right now is just, is so much. And I can't put all of that on my shoulders because none of us really know what the hell we're ever really doing. Most of these teachers, this is the first time they've ever had to go through anything like this. Uh, they're seniors who didn't get to have their senior year. My kindergartner, this is his first real year of school and he's missing out on it. Like reminding myself that we all have this weight on our shoulders of things we're missing out on or things that we're not getting to do. But we also have this, this like time in front of us that we can use or we can be upset about. So I do most of the time try to forgive myself for like the times that I'm really hard on myself. Um, yeah, I'll say three. Gratitude. Gratitude. I'll say four. Um, sometimes I get ADD and I get super distracted. Um, and it's very hard for like, I feel like I don't, I feel like I'm not thankful enough sometimes. Um, I probably am. Um, this is more of me being hard on myself, but I, I wish I could show gratitude more to others that I really appreciate and love. And I know anxiety and Huvian will like totally argue with me right now. Um, because I definitely, I do my best to show others that I'm thankful. Um, but like with myself again, like I think I give a lot to others and I need to, to be more thankful to myself and treat myself and practice on self-care more. Um, self-care is a very hard word for me because I was even asked recently, like, Hey, if you, I know what would be something that you would want to do for, you know, you got the stimulus check, say you had like $200, like what would you spend it on for self-care? It's hard for me to answer because I don't, there's not right now, especially in the pandemic, there's not a lot I can do for myself that really like streaming makes me happy yeah. being around my friends and streaming. That is my self care in a way, because I learned so much from streaming and from being around others and doing things like this. Um, but, uh, I did just get myself a ukulele, uh, okay. one, one cool. way, one way of self care and, and gratitude for myself for working my ass off is, finding something new and creative an outlet that I've either made an excuse for or said I don't have time for actually just got it in the mail today right before our interview um so I was tuning it and uh I'm excited because my son and I he actually took a little bit of ukulele right before the pandemic happened and it was something I was super bummed about um and he actually knows how to do some chords so um yeah gratitude I'm I, I'm I'm pretty good I believe at thanking my community and my friends and people for being there in real life, I've kind of blocked off my family and, and some friends because I feel like they didn't have 
gratitude and they didn't appreciate me. Um, so learning about the the bad side of gratitude, mm-hmm. you know, giving giving so much of yourself that and others don't even recognize it or even, you know, I don't do things just to to get it back. Like I love giving gifts. I love making others happy. But if it's the whole like the spoons thing or the cup thing, if you have a cup and it's full of so much and you give it all away and you don't leave anything for yourself, anxiety again, I'm, I know I'm going back to her so much, but she's helped me a lot. If you if you get to the point where you've given so much to others and you can't give to yourself, wouldn't you rather be someone where you take care of yourself, you take a day to take a break and you're recharged and you're energized and you're in a good mood. People enjoy being around people that are, that are happier and that are more energized and like, you know, right now, you know, like being in a better mood and, and being more energized. People enjoy watching that. People don't want to watch somebody who's burnt out or tired or frustrated. And I want to make sure that I'm in a mood where I can be thankful to people too. Cause if I get burnt out, like, it can it can be it can be hard to to be thankful enough. So that's why I'll say four, because I think I do work so hard sometimes that I get so it, it makes it hard to focus and it makes it hard to be as grateful as I think I am of people. Courage. Hmm. I'd honestly say I'm pretty close between a four and a five because I like using Mixer as an example. I know a lot of people that are really scared to like try something new and moving to LA, uh, trying out new things when it comes to like putting myself out there, I do it and I do it a hundred percent. Um, I love skydiving. I've never been, but I like, I've done a bungee jumping. So like when it comes to like that kind of courage as well, trying something new, I definitely thrive off of like doing new things and having the courage to do it and bringing, I want to bring others along with me too. So coming to Mixer, it was a huge step, but I do believe taking the biggest risks can have the biggest rewards. And I think I'm definitely a walking description of that coming from Twitch after a year and a half to Mixer and after 12 days being able to apply for partner and getting it on the first try, uh, going to conventions, going out of my way to to contact sponsors and people and not being afraid to to reach out to companies and have conversations and put myself out there. So I'd say when it comes to actual courage and passion, like I'm, I'm, I'm definitely probably a five. Respect. I'd say I'm a four. I definitely, uh, I, I think I care so much about making others happy <laughs> that if I don't have respect, I think I'm really guilty and hard on myself. I'm, I'm sure there's some moments where. I probably lack a little bit of respect because I get overly excited and I love talking mm-hmm. and I, I love sharing stories that maybe I, I will lack the ability to allow others to talk sometimes. And that's something I've worked on a lot. Uh, yeah, I'd say I'm a four. All right. Last one. Luck. Luck. That's such a weird word. This is why um, I do this. <laughs> yeah. It's such a weird word. Uh, I think so. I, there's been a couple people that I, that I'm inspired by that have had really interesting things to say about luck. Uh, One of them is Ashney Christ. I don't know if you know her. Mm -hmm. Um, What I think the thing with luck is if you're able to take the bull by the horns when you're presented with luck, because I've actually had a lot of people that are like, you're so lucky. 
I'm like, I'm number one, I've actually had a lot of doors slammed in my face. I have had some opportunities, but I do feel like a lot of those were brought upon because of my passion and courage and things in perseverance. I don't think those opportunities would be put in front of me unless I busted my ass. And I wouldn't be able to take those lucky opportunities if not. And when it comes to like raw luck, as far as like gambling or, or like crazy things like that, I don't have any. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But when it comes to taking the bull by the horns, and I mean, with Mixer, um, with some of the, the opportunities I've had with sponsors, um, but I think, again, that's more right place, right time, and having the right mental state and uh, the, the passion to pull through with it. Awesome. You know who Tony Robbins is? Yes. He has an interesting, his, his way of luck is when preparation meets opportunity. Yeah, that's kind of what I was trying to say without those good words. You know, like that's what I'm saying. Like if, if, if luck shows up for you and you're not ready to take the bull by the horns and yeah. you're not prepared for it, it's not going to happen. It's like if you go into a job interview and, and you're not presenting yourself in the best way, it's not going to happen for you. Yeah. If you go in lacking confidence, like so many people, when they ask me about Mixer and they're like, well, you know, I'm not successful or I'm not doing this or that, or I'm, I'm going to try YouTube, but no one's going to watch it. I had a friend that literally I ended up like dropping a connection with and because on Twitter, they're like, well, I'm, I'm starting YouTube, but no one will probably be there. I was like, well, not if you have that attitude, who's going to want to come to you. Hey, I'm starting a YouTube channel, but you're all going to hate it. No one wants to come to that. Like, why, why are you doing that? So if you're, you know, if you're, if you're putting your best self out there and you're putting your best foot forward, it's, it's more attractive. People don't like, like misery loves company, but people don't like misery. And that's Mm -hmm. why I cannot stand a lot of these channels that are based off of toxicity and these influencers that are pushing toxicity. And I have a very, very strong stance on the way that we're influencing younger generation, especially being a mother. Um, but the language that we're using, the terms that we're using, I know I'm kind of veering off the subject here, but this is something I'm very passionate about that I speak, especially with all the trolls that have been happening. I've had really bad ones even last night. Um, but I don't allow my child or people in my channel to say the term re because it stems from something negative. And a lot of people did not know that I don't allow people to use the R words that have to do with, um, ear whatever and uh, mental health type stuff uh anything that is essentially a negative level label or could be used in a negative way i don't allow to be used in my channel or in life Mm -hmm. so i think we have this amazing opportunity to put our best foot forward and i think you know the good companies and good people out there notice that stuff if you're gonna have a toxic community and you're gonna be using those words you're going to miss those good opportunities you're going to miss those sponsorships um and I do have my moments. I'm lewd. I'm not going to lie. We have super lewd, crazy conversations sometimes, but they usually lead to deeper conversations and being real and open. Uh, yowza. <laughs> um, we make a lot of silly, goofy, lewd jokes, but um, when it really comes down to it, I think it's mostly just about being open and vulnerable and having fun. And if, and if other people don't like that, then they can either leave the channel or they can be around and enjoy it. Good way of looking at it. Mm-hmm. Definitely looking forward to your career. This is going to be interesting. You're going to change a lot of lives. I mean, you're doing it now, but I'm trying. No, you're not I don't trying. Feel like I do. But sometimes I feel like some days I'm literally just playing Animal Crossing, drinking, and being lewd, and I don't feel like that helps people. <laughs> um, You'd be but surprised. Stuff like, 
stuff like this though i i really do i enjoy doing stuff like this i enjoy um being at conventions i i really would love to do more panels i would love to do more podcasts obviously i love talking but i love sharing experiences i love hearing about other people's experiences um i think that's that's what true human connection is and we all need it and that's what this pandemic has been hard like we need to do things like this more often we need to do video calls i love discord so much for this and i love streaming so much for this i think part, that's part of why my long distance relationship even lasted was having something like discord because i'm an in-person kind of person i need to be around people and not just my kids <laughs> <laughs> i love how you had to emphasize that <laughs> mm, you need to take your adult time yeah. you're allowed that's one thing like when i when it comes to like really taking care of myself and understanding like, i need my mommy time 100 percent. of course everybody needs that time all right diva you spoke about your character creation and you gave yourself your attributes now you're off to your main quest so what is your main quest it's kind of hard to like totally pinpoint it because my main interest is being in the creative industry, being in the entertainment industry in some facet. I love streaming. I don't see myself doing that necessarily forever. Um, I think technology is ever evolving and ever changing. And I want to be on the precipice of where that's going. Mm -hmm. I like the ability to do things for myself. So that's where I do think streaming is going to stay a good thing for me because I I do have to work from home, but my kids are at some point going to get older. So I'm going to have better, not better, but more opportunities that open up for me as they get older. Um, I try not to focus on that too much because then it, I'm like, oh, when are they moving out? But I want to enjoy the now as well. Um, but when it comes down to it, I would love to find some creative outlet with streaming, photography, face painting, entertainment, filming, whether it's having a studio or traveling and doing, you know, going out to conventions or having panels, teaching others how to find their passions and how to be themselves and be vulnerable. So I don't know exactly what that is. I, I, don't, I don't know if there is a job description of what I want out there. So I'm going to kind of pave the way for myself and figure out what works for me. Very interesting. <laughs> That's good, though. It's like... But why well, panel? streaming never used to be a thing. So yeah. I feel like, you know, like technology technology is ever evolving. And there's, yeah. you know, I do like the idea of IRL streaming. I want to travel so bad and I've wanted to travel so bad in my life. And I would love to share like my experiences with like one of the ideas I had was like to to travel with my kids and to share those experiences with my kids. But at the same time, there's the whole privacy aspect of it. And there, the world is, can be so scary that I've been hesitant to do something like that. I love photography and I've thought about doing stuff with my photography, but then again, that's even being vulnerable too, because then it's like teaching and I don't have a degree in it. And then there's the questioning of what do you know? And so I, I have so many ideas. I think I just, you know, focusing and honing in on, on what that real thing is. That's, that's going to be that, but I don't, I also don't like pinpointing myself into categories either. I like trying new things all the time. So just finding what's the next best thing. I, I do love conventions, though. I love events. I used to do concert photography for the radio station, and I used to get to do, like, live event photography, um, being around people. So something to do with, like, live events or something like this where I'm creating and being creative and I'm entertaining people. Awesome. Okay, so with every main quest is always a set of side quests. 
What are some of your side quests? I mean, the ukulele is kind of one right now. I don't see myself being like a musician. I mean, technically you're a musician if you sing or play instruments or whatever, but I don't see music being a musician my main focus. Um, so having something like that um, where I have had a guitar since I was 16 and I never learned it, I would like pick it up for a month or so and then I'd put it down. Um, finding some hobbies like that that I can focus on um, maybe doing a little bit more makeup again so that I can practice and, and get better at that. Just exploring all the different facets of creativity. I mean, it's kind of the same. I don't ever have, like, I like to be kind of a Renaissance woman. I don't, I don't see myself really good at one thing. Mm -hmm. I like to kind of have my fingers and a little bit of everything and just try new things. Awesome. Anything else? I think that's what helps my channel, honestly. Like, like, it's you know, different. Creative. It keeps it different. It keeps you know, and I'm a variety streamer. They play Fortnite and Dead by Daylight. That's not a variety streamer. Um, <laughs> and I'm not. That's not knocking anybody. But you might want to think about Low it. Key, if you say you're a variety streamer, you're probably not one. If those are the only two, you know. Um, are you a variety and, streamer? And to be fair, I've only been playing Animal Crossing, yeah. so I know. Um, but I, I definitely there are some things that I pick up and put down. I get bored. I get ADD with it. Um, Jay Porter and I both also joke like that we're ADD gamers. We get really bored. But I think Animal Crossing has really been able to fill a void where there is something new every day because with the new day, there's new things. But I, I have kind of done so much in the game. I have over 400 hours in the game. Um, really? <laughs> yeah. That game just uh, came out, didn't it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Hey, I'm not knocking on you for I'm like, that's commitment. Congrats. Well, and I don't have very many games that I've put that much time into because I get like I love Zelda, if you can't tell. Like this tattoo is very important mm -hmm. to me, by the way. Um, but I couldn't finish Breath of the Wild. I cannot when when there is a game like that that takes so much attention, I have a hard time even sitting down. I think the reason why I can do streaming is because it's it's different and I'm talking and I'm playing games and I've got like people around me that are constantly stimulating me. But when it comes to like sitting down, unless I'm watching a movie or something new is happening in a show, I can't, I can't just focus on it. And I have a hard time going back to it. I've started and not finished so many TV shows because if there are like 10 seasons of a TV show, I'm like, Ooh, that's going to take forever. Yeah. But you'll put 400 <laughs> like, hours in Animal Crossing. But I'm like, I'm like, but Animal Crossing, it's always something new. You're, you're, you're shooting your, your, your uh, slingshot at a balloon. What's in it? You're digging up a hole and what fossil is it? And you go to someone's island. Ooh, what's in your shop for the day? It's always something new. It is that, it is that instant gratification thing. Like the, I don't know what's coming. It's going to be something new. That the game is, is bad about that. And good about that. <laughs> well, it's great. Keeps it, you interested. Yeah. And literally there's so much they can add to the game. And that's why I think I loved games like the Sims. I love game. Like it's, it's kind of a way like, you know, you get to decorate your own house and you get to collect things. You get to share things with your friends. And that's one thing I've really used with animal crossing is, you know, I've, I'm going to be honest. This is a humble brag because it's something I'm confident about. I have been at the top of the category mm -hmm. a lot of, since the game is out, I'm usually one of the top people up there. Now, not as many people are streaming it anymore. Um, but that's one of my favorite things about mixer that I try to tell others. If you're worried about, like Jay Porter, he plays Rocket League, and he's usually one of the only people streaming it. He has a huge opportunity there to build up that category. Mm -hmm. And I've met a lot of streamers that have been the ones. Um, Migos Moo, 
she is super built up the dance um the just dance community and she's also trans so she's not only like you know she's a huge inspiration yeah, she's a huge, huge advocate for lgbtqia yeah. and she's putting herself out there just dance is a very hard community to be a part of there's a huge stigma around it and she kicks ass so there are so many people who you can draw inspiration from here on mixer that i think is overlooked because of how big the younger generation has influence on what games they're watching but us as our generation need to make sure that we are supporting and focusing on the people that are trying to build out and make streaming not just about battle royale and there's definitely a misconception about mixer and i'm super defensive about it i'm like a huge cheerleader for mixer at conventions and things and i will be the first person that will like argue and fight about you know what mixer is about and what mixer does and once they hear my story and that's what i love and and now some of my new you know, anxiety and then now jay porter coming over uh, my friend celestial v came over you know some of the people that came over having these success stories here on mixer it's showing the people that are passionate and that don't give up and that persevere and have patience <laughs> see mm -hmm. what i did there yeah uh, they're the ones that are becoming successful because they're not expecting it right away yes i did have some things happen they may have seemed right away to people but once i tell them what i've been through my entire life how many opportunities that have been in front of me i mean i worked at a movie trailer company in la i was talking to people at universal and paramount and like i was 20 21 years old and i had people from like big companies like sending me bottles of champagne for my 21st birthday because i was so dedicated and passionate but then at the, when it came time when they had job openings at the company they didn't want to move me from receptionist administrative assistant to production assistant or copywriter because i didn't have enough experience in that position and i was so frustrated because i'm like i've like i literally had never been a receptionist i'd never worked in an office i had a lot of customer service experience they fired their administrative assistant i was nine i was 20 when i started working there and I was, it was a big company. They did the movie trailers for Harry Potter, for Blood Diamond. We had big directors in there, Curtis Hansen, Zach, um, Zach Snyder. Got to meet Zach Snyder. I got to get Zach Snyder lunch. Um, but they stuck me in this category. They, they, they left me at the front desk because I did too good at my job. I'm like, how can you do too good at being a receptionist administrative assistant and you don't see that drive and want me to, to move up within your company? And I was so mad and I would impatience <laughs> uh and that was one of the things that probably would have been better for me when i lived in la um because i saw all these people around me moving up or getting the things that they wanted or having blind luck like or having gorgeous amazing bodies and a different look and then that was what got them the role but la was like really hard because it was such rejection like you could get a role and it shut down like you could record your part in a movie and it doesn't make the cut like i don't know that i i now i'm definitely more emotionally and and confident mature than i was then but then like rejection was so hard for me that i wanted it did it did push me i came back to ohio to finish my degree uh a quarter before graduating i got pregnant so that's what kept me here because mm. um, i was about to go back like i was a quarter away from graduating and i was going to go back to la and i still had all my, i still have all my connections um when i was gonna go to e3 i had people i knew in la from 10 15 years ago that were gonna still you know want, want to see me and hang out and i had connections to ign when i lived out there at 19 years old i had connections to ign so this is what's the craziest part is i've had all these connections to to the industry and to video games and stuff but the wall i just constantly kept having doors shut in my face or hitting walls with 
where I could go with that content. The radio station probably was one of the hardest though, because I finally found my video game diva persona. It was the video game diva at the time. And uh, I was on the morning show talking about video games. I did a review of Call of Duty Black Ops 2. I stayed up all night. Like I got the, I worked at a video game store. I got the, I went to the premiere there was like a guest and did like uh, an appearance and I let them do like body, like face paint on me and I did photography and I talked about the radio station. And then I was on the morning show and for whatever reason, the producer at the radio station hated it. And he was also misogynist and that didn't help. Um, but <laughs> for whatever reason, they didn't like me. And I know I found out eventually they were partially threatened because I am such, I, I like to do so many different things that their media guy got threatened by me because I could do editing. I could do graphic design. I could do voiceovers. I knew my way about, I knew how to film. I knew how to do photography and he felt threatened. So they pushed me to the front desk as receptionist and wouldn't let me do the morning show anymore. And then they got a man to take my place. And same with photography, with the concerts that I loved, that I was offered to do. I was in promotions. I got to go around to events and do photography and be a presence and talk to people and meet people. They stopped scheduling me, didn't give me a reason, shoved me at the front desk. So I felt like there's just been, I've, I've been at the precipice of so many opportunities and other people have shut them down. Mm -hmm. So that's where streaming, I think there are so many opportunities that as long as you've got passion and you put yourself out there, they're going to come eventually as long as you push through and as long as you're, you're doing things in the right way. And it is hard to see people that are, that are shitty and that, that talk shittily or do things the wrong way and get attention. But that's where we also need to make sure that we don't give those people attention. Yeah. So that's one of the reasons why I, I refuse to tell people's names. I won't really, unless it's something that like ends up being a legal thing, which I probably did have some legal things that I could have done in the past about things. Um, but I'll openly talk about things, but I'm not going to give those people any more attention than they deserve. They're going to eventually dig their own holes. They're eventually, they're going to get karma. They're going to get what's coming to them. If they continue to be the way that they are and they don't grow, from that then things aren't going to go good for them even if it seems like it's going good for them and if if i keep trying to be my best version of myself and i mean it's paying off this is like i think it's really nice to finally have that payoff like holy shit it's kind of like <laughs> throw me a freaking bone here and thank you finally like i can really truly be proud that i i finally am having some really big things happen for me that i'm super proud of and i haven't needed the validation from my family like mm -hmm. i said it was hard when i got partner and they weren't super excited but I think the Microsoft thing on the Xbox, I think that kind of, they were kind of surprised by that. And uh, when some friends of mine's teenagers saw it and like explained to them how big of a deal it was, they started seeing a little bit. And now that people are, because of this, starting to see what stream. So it's kind of like being the, you know, the Renaissance person. Like imagine all those painters and philosophers and people who were not understood. And until either, uh, hopefully Delay. it's not after our deaths. Yeah. But like, a lot of those people who didn't start getting respect until later on. And I tell anxiety the same thing. Like I, I really like love being there for her and, and showing her. I'm like, you are of all of these people. Yes. We're entertaining. And that is needed. Yes. I do have deep vulnerable talks, but I'm like, you are pushing the envelope and helping so many people with mental health and you're helping break that stigma. I'm like, you have an opportunity to do something huge and not trying to devalue myself for what I'm doing. I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm in a different category. Um, but that's why I really think if people have passions and there's something that they're truly passionate about, whether it's women's rights or mental health or gaming or photography or painting, 
do it. Don't make excuses. Don't let other people hold you back from it. Um, Cause you will super regret it. I let a lot of people in my life hold me back because I cared too much and I put too much value in their opinions. I let them have rent space in my head for way too long. And I would have, I, I hate doing the, what, how would things have been? Cause I know things happen for a reason, but like, man, if I would have been doing this five years ago, imagine like where I could have been now. So that's why I'm really happy to be on Mixer because I feel like I'm able to kind of be in a zone where it is still growing. Like I'm kind of in it before it's getting there. And uh, and then I want to bring others on. Like I want the world to see, I love promoting other people. I love helping. I love networking and I love like, you know, knowing that I was a part of helping anxiety in any way, she gives me way too much credit um, (laughs) for, for helping her in her path. But she, she's an amazing person. And there's like Jay Porter, you know, he's got so many cool things he's doing and PT bar pun. And there's so many people out there. If I can reach out to them and check on them. And if I hear of an opportunity that I know would be either better for them or that they would be good at, even if it's something that I'm doing, I'll, I'll shout them out for it. Gamer glam cosmetics. Um, I'm, you know, partnered with them and I've brought at least three or four people on because they're a very new makeup company. I'm on the front page of their website. It's kind of insane. Um, (laughs) and it's kind of, it's things like that that have kind of helped me realize I'm like, okay, this is a big deal. (laughs) I cannot be humble. Like I can be humble, but I can't be like, this isn't real because it happened. (laughs) Yeah. So having big things like that finally happen, getting huge sponsorships. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sponsored and partnered by Madrinas coffee and they're an amazing company. Um, and having a true sponsorship and, you know, focusing on the things that are going to move me forward and and being there for people it's it's been really cool the past couple like i've only been on mixer for nine months it's nine months tomorrow so knowing what i've done in those nine months and what i can do and what others can do yeah i'm excited i'm excited for you we're all excited for you (laughs) you just started like it's it's really nice to see that like all the shit that like i said there's experience behind it so it's like i try to remind people like this didn't i I didn't just have this dropped in my lap and i try to remind them about ninja too yeah like some people think that he just played fortnite and got famous the man has been in gaming for a very long time he is constantly under a microscope i give him so much respect and credit for you know being at the forefront of fortnite which is probably one of the biggest growing biggest things in gaming that i've ever heard of and it obviously is different because i am in gaming now Mm -hmm. but i mean i remember hearing about fortnite when it first came out and it was like three months in and it blew up and i mean look they're still doing amazing things that concert was freaking awesome yeah the travis scott concert and i watched it that travis scott thing was super cool so again being innovative when things seem like they're drying out or if things seem like you're hitting a plateau Mm -hmm. throw something new into the mix try something different make sure you're still enjoying it and don't just play fortnite because other people are playing fortnite for the numbers don't do it for the numbers right and still be proud of the numbers but like i've always been a huge advocate of saying i would rather have a chat full of people that are interactive and talking whether it's five to ten people than to have 500 viewers and, you know, there's been, a, again, a thing lately. People are like, oh, people are botting or people are doing whatever. I'm like, no, Mixer is huge on on hosting and lurking and supporting. And that is a legitimate form of support. Mm-hmm. I lurk a lot. I can't be at my computer all the time. 
But if I can have a tab up for a friend, a tab or two up, and I can like bounce back and forth between the streams while I'm editing or doing photos or, you know, go make my kids lunch and come back to it, that counts. And I think people just get in their heads so much about the numbers and about, and I mean, like I said, I love analytics and I get excited looking at, you know, my growth and the things that I've done. But there are so many ways of supporting and there's so many ways that you can be there for others. And, and we need to support in the way that we can support and not let others upset us. But make sure you're also doing it in a genuine way. There's obviously been a lot about lurk, um, lurk for lurk or follow for follow. That kind of stuff you do have to stay away from. Don't just follow somebody to get a follow back, whether it's on social media or streaming. Don't only be in a channel to support someone because you're hoping they host you or hoping they're there for you. Mm -hmm. And I now I've gotten a pretty good idea of who is is there for sure and who is really caring and yeah there there are random hosts sometimes that i that i get that probably never come around but that's not why i hosted them that's why i if i'm doing animal crossing i do try to host somebody that i've never met before at least once or twice a week and a couple of them we've we've met uh and have like his name's i'm spicy disco which is hilarious because disco disco yeah um, and he's become a big part of the community. He's around and we all play Animal Crossing together and we help each other out. And like, that's what I want. I want to host somebody and then they meet my community and then we share communities. So it's not just the disco party. It's my community and other communities connecting and interacting with each other. And we still do have our own individual communities. We'll probably have a few people and there have been people who have ended up maybe spending more time in other communities, but that's okay too. Yeah. Like if I am the one that made that connection and helped people meet each other, like that's pretty cool to me. That's we great. don't own anybody. Like you don't own possession over anybody. And if somebody wants to go watch Sea of Thieves, let them go watch Sea of Thieves. Uh -huh. But I'll be here digging my holes and catching my bugs. And sometimes <laughs> I have munch my, uh, we can't say the P word, but uh, the, the friend that we do ventriloquism with. Okay. Um, I have my new ukulele and sometimes I do tarot. Um. So that's something that I'm trying to to do a little bit better job of is focusing and, and helping put out there the kind of content that I am providing because it's not super easy to tell from my panels and from all of my stuff. When I tell people I do ventriloquism, they're like, what? <laughs> what? Yeah. But I also can't do it for the full stream. It takes a lot of energy to do the ventriloquism. And I would love to do skits. I would love to do YouTube videos. I would love... There are so many ideas. Like I'm constantly full of creative ideas and things I want to do, but I lack the support for it. I would need like a team to do all of the things that I do. So that is something that I think would be really cool if I could either end up, you know, as things get bigger, getting like a, a community manager or getting a, a personal manager, like somebody that can help me with scheduling things. And then somebody that could help me with like the editing side, mm -hmm. you know, once I'm able to make enough money, cause I can edit and I do try to do everything. Like I'd made my own panels. I, I do all of my own stuff for my stream but I think it is, it does get to the point where you do need, you do need help. And that's, what's kind of holding me back from pushing some things forward because mm -hmm. I can't do everything myself. Of course. And things cost money. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, but eventually it'd be all right though. Yeah. Wow. Amazing side quest. So you completed your main quest and you finished off them side quests. And now you reach your final boss. So what is your final boss you wish to conquer? Uh, focusing on my goals a little bit better and take like my confidence and taking things one day at a time, not being too hard on myself, um, continuing to, to push through and persevere and know that 
there are really good things out there and continue to to do what I'm doing not give up and know that there is not not the light at the end of the tunnel but there is so much out there and and if you give up you're not going to experience it so continuing to try and be that light for others and also within myself um pushing myself to to reach those goals and to try those new things and um putting my past in the past and allowing myself to to like forgive and continue to grow from it not forgetting it but you know, moving on from it and allowing it to continue to help me because I am growing from it, but to continue to grow from it and continue to stay strong and hold boundaries um, and be myself. So the final boss is you. Yeah. Great answer. All right. So say you conquer your final boss and then it hits game over. What is the legacy or impact you wish to leave when somebody opens your save file? Um that I was positive and inspirational and worked hard. I followed my passions and uh, inspired others to be themselves, to love themselves and be vulnerable and open and not be afraid of others and do what they love and live their life to the fullest. Learn sweet and simple. I love it. All right, Video Game Diva. Where can people find you? Mixer.com forward slash Video Game Diva. Pretty much any platform, uh, YouTube, uh, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok sometimes. <laughs> On Twitter, there is an underscore after Video Game Diva. Um, but everything else, it's Video Game Diva. Awesome. You said you have a Discord, right? I do have a Discord. Um, Discord.gg forward slash the disco party. The dis I like that. Not Video yeah, Game Diva, are, disco party. <laughs> yeah, we're, so I actually got my Discord partnered because we are a community. It is not just about me. I am at the top, and it does say the Queen Bee. Um, but I like to kind of see it as I am. It's a hive. I don't really call it the hive or anything. But, like, you know, I'm, I'm at the top, and it's a disco party. We're there to be there for each other. I encourage people to, to, to chat in there if they're having a rough day. There's a venting section. But I do ask them if they do vent in the venting, venting section to do their best to post something in the positivity section. Um, and if others do see... If they're not able to respond to the venting section to at least give a reaction so that they know mm. that someone's there. I don't like to leave anything in the venting section unresponded to. And my community does a really good job. I think that's something that is hard for me. I It's not just me. It's it's the community. I can't be the only one responding to things. Of course. Uh, and then we're doing more community things where we watch movies together. Uh, Discord just did the really awesome new thing where you can talk with up to 10 people in the voice chat and do broadcasts in the voice chat now, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love Discord. I'm like a huge cheerleader for Discord. And that's Discord's one other accomplishment I, um, at PAX East, I got to film with Discord. I was the only mixer person chosen to film with Discord. Hey, so look at can't you. Can't totally talk on it yet, but yeah, it was, I, I, I love Discord. So it was pretty cool. So eventually you might see a little project with Discord that comes out of the, out of the pipeline. Awesome. Yeah, the disco party. We're uh, we're a loving community. We are we're hype and fun, but we also you know take things seriously, and we're really there for each other. It's amazing, video game diva. Thank you so much for coming on the Safe File podcast. Thank you for and... having me. Thank you for getting to know me and being awesome and welcoming and having our community here. And yeah, you you the disco party and you you guys are just like seeing from this is why I like doing this. I see it from an outside perspective. I watch the streams and I see everything. But like you finally getting on and sharing your story, everything just makes sense. And it's beautiful. Thank you so much for just being amazing and creating all this. It can be hard to see a lot of people when, you know, 
you stream for five to 10 hours at a time, you can't be there the entire time. And I totally understand that. Mm -hmm. That's where I kind of want to make sure I'm not just doing streaming. And I will give advice to everyone. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. You know, there are so many platforms. There are so many ways out there to divide your content up. Like if you take a photo or if you take a clip or you take, like if you have a stream, take your clips and then make a compilation out of it, or put it on YouTube, put it on Twitter, put it in an Instagram story. So many ways to network yourself and put yourself out there. Don't limit yourself to just streaming or to just one platform. Mm -hmm. I still go and support my friends on Twitch, not all the time, but if I see them having a special event or if I'm sitting here and I don't have a lot of friends on, on Mixer, I'll go, I'll go on, on Twitch and check them out. Awesome. Don't limit yourself by labels or by websites or by whatever. There's so many people out there that you can meet that if you're limiting yourself to a brand, that's why I've never been a name brand person. If you ask me like what my favorite food place or my favorite like shoe brand is, I don't have one. I like everything. I, mm -hmm. I want to try everything. I'm a Renaissance girl. I don't like putting myself in a box or a category. I want to do everything. That's awesome. It's amazing life you have ahead of you, Video Game Diva. It's going to be awesome to watch. Well, right. I'm excited to get to know you more as well. Thank you for having me here. Of course. All right. So the people that don't know, who are you? Whose save file is this? I am Video Game Diva, and this is my save file. Hey, let's go. All right, everybody. For everybody that's in the chat, thank you so much for being the support here that she... You guys are just amazing. I love it. Love I'm you guys. All, you guys are awesome. This well, isn't my normal time either. I'm a late night streamer too. So there are like probably at least five more super strong core members of the community that aren't able to be here because they're more later uh, in the evening people. Dang. Well, hey, there's always a uh, technology out there to be able, be able well, to see this eventually. that's why there's a podcast and there's YouTube and there's yeah, Twitter. and there's, yeah. That's why I promote that. Yeah, it's amazing. All right, y'all. This has been fun. It's been real. Thank you again so much, chat, and everybody being a part of this podcast and everything. You guys are awesome. Amazing. Woven Girl. Uh, that's all the names I can see for now. Sergio. Uh, Nubian Girl. Sergio Capleya. I saw Santa Wolf in there. Jay Porter yeah. was here. Anxiety. Everybody. Y'all are amazing. Everybody else as well. Amazing that's community. New. Thank you, guys. Of course. All right, y'all. Stay happy. Stay healthy. Most of our gamers. Stay golden. Till next time, y'all. Peace.